0: The B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me.
1: Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kid's pastor share their messy attempt at raising a Christ centered family. We may not know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos. I am Kathleen here with my husband Joel, and today we are talking about the. Da, 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 da,
0: it's in the description, the Bible. <laughs>
1: We're talking about It'll the, Bible. Be in the title. Well, it it still could have been a moment that we shared, and it wasn't. Thanks to you. Anyway, <laughs> let's get started with the family check in.
0: Yeah. Our family check-in. Time to check in with your family. Use this as an excuse to go check in with whoever you need to check in with. Have a an honest check-in to see how you're doing. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Um, it is a three-day weekend and I'm actually taking the third day off. Um, I have a new door in that goes out to my hot tub and it's amazing. And yesterday we had a like one of Dane's friends and his dad over to help put in the door. And so Dane and his friend played like all day without needing me at all, except for to like get them one glass of milk and water. And um, I kind of didn't know what to do with myself. I had so much free time. It was amazing. How are you? About
0: five minutes ago, you told me I looked homeless and tired. (laughs) I have had a long weekend. It was a lot of fun, but I've been visible bags
1: under your eyes right now. I've been
0: productive, uh, which is hard because I had to put in a door and I have to have it completely done and and edged and clean and beautiful and painted before the end of the weekend. Because if we go in next week, you'll never forgive me. So I'm a little tired, but I'm doing well. Other than physically, I'm old and apparently can't do things like that anymore. I'm doing well.
1: Yeah. The door is like, it's like it always should have been there. Um, We put in our hot tub deck behind our bathroom, um, like in September, and we were like, oh, we'll put a door in there later. And pretty much every day between now and September, when we've walked out to the hot tub, I've been like, I really wish we had a door and we couldn't financially swing it. And we just got like our tax refund and uh, another yeah. random financial windfall and we're able to do it. And we're very excited very excited about my door. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited about a door.
0: Yay! No, I'm excited too. It it was fun. It was fun to put it in. It just physically was a lot more than I was hoping it would be.
1: Yes. Today we are talking about the Bible. And I know what you're thinking. Aren't you guys always talking about the Bible? <laughs> And you can hear that very long yawn right there. I think you should leave that in. Um, the Bible, but we're not talking about the Bible in terms of like the contents of the Bible. Um, we're talking about the um, structure, like what the is in it. The physical
0: object. No, not within. the physical.
1: Do you have a leather-bound Bible? No, it's more like what is in it and what its purpose is and what we believe about it. This is based on the curriculum, I'm do- the curriculum that I'm doing for the kids, the House on a Rock, where we're doing the like five core things, God, Bible, church, the uh, sacraments and salvation. And so my icebreaker question for the kids, which we're going to ask just because these are like theology heavy and this is a silly question, is what is your favorite book, Joel? What is your favorite character from any book? It does not have to be a favorite character from your favorite book. And what is your favorite way to read? Like where? On what kind of... Device and or book, I hear they call these things. Favorite
0: book of the Bible?
1: No, no, no. This is like favorite book. Tell me your real favorite book. I've always
0: been partial to Paul.
1: I would just uh Paul is not a book of the Bible.
0: Yes, but he wrote many of them. I don't know.
1: We'll get to that. (laughs) Don't confuse people, Joel. Sorry. This is Bible basics. Uh
0: let's see. My favorite book. I'll I'll stick with Going Postal uh, by Terry nope. Yep, Terry Pratchett. Yep. Um it's a Discworld book. It's a fantasy It's a nerd comedy. book, in it's case a you're very, wondering. It's like niche, but it is really well written and really interesting and touches on a lot of subjects like God and religion. And it's fun and funny, and I'm the main character, so I like it.
1: Isn't his last name like Moist or something?
0: No, that's his first name. Don't be ridiculous.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It's Moist Von Thick.
1: Oh, gosh. What is your favorite character from any book?
0: Wait, what's your favorite book?
1: Oh, I wasn't ready for this. I have to say, (laughs) I have to say, um, I'm not going to pick a favorite book. I am a, I am a very big Harry Potter person. Um, And I actually don't have, in every reread, I have a favorite. I will say I am currently reading it today and we just finished Half-Blood Prince. And for the entire, either I'm getting used to reading aloud or I like Half-Blood Prince because every time I would pick up Order of the Phoenix, I was like, okay, here we go. And every time I picked up Half-Blood Prince, it was like a joy. Um, So maybe it's Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, We'll see how I feel after Deathly Hallows. But what is your favorite character from any book?
0: Is it a cop-out to say Aslan?
1: No, it's not.
0: kind of is. But he's...
1: It's cliche.
0: He's the best version of God in fiction. Like, there's a lot... I think I've been watching a lot of shows that have a character... Of God as a character. And just thinking about like God written, and I keep expecting God to be like we talked about last time, right? I keep expecting God to be the God I understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Asland isn't, he's not like a fluffy, fun, happy God, like a children's Bible God. But he's book a God. very
1: warm God. But
0: he is very, he's exactly what God should be, right? The, you know, somebody asks, wait, he's a lion. Is he safe? And the answer is no, he's not safe, but he's good. And that's very, the very, like, loving God, the God
1: who... C.S. Lewis is a master.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> was a enough. master. Right, the God who brings back Eustace, the God who, right...
1: Dies on the stone table. Yeah,
0: and calls to Lucy and, and like, that. he's so good. He's such a good author, and the and way such he like character. makes them
1: feel by his presence, not just yes. by the things he says.
0: But he's so well written that you can read in the book, like he doesn't have to say, "And they felt safe in his presence." Like yeah. you just, it's there, and it's yep. so great. Fair. But that's not true because really, it's Reepicheep. Reepicheep, also a Narnia character.
1: I feel like he's now that one is you. I feel like that little, <laughs> it's that real little obnoxious mouse, right? First of all
0: not little. Second of all, not obnoxious. (laughs) He is the abnormally large, very brave, very honorable mouse who at the end, when somebody has to stay behind, stays behind. You're the worst. Who's your favorite character?
1: Albus Dumbledore.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mine's cliche.
1: No, you know what the funny thing is? I feel like if you ask most people who their favorite character in Harry Potter is, like Albus Dumbledore, I think, makes me feel the way Aslan makes you feel. Um he
0: Really, because I don't think of Aslan as a Gandalf ripoff. Oh,
1: sh- <laughs> Joel. He's warm. And I don't feel this way about Gandalf at all. He's warm. That's because you He's loving. He he understands the value of love. He's challenging. He values the growth in others and the encouragement of others. I just like every time I know that I should be always thinking about what would Jesus do, um, but Jesus is harder to wrap my head around than Dumbledore, and I feel like when I ask myself what would Dumbledore do, that I'm getting pretty close.
0: So you enlist children to fight your battles?
1: I I believe that... <laughs> okay. God, <laughs> God sends us to do big, scary things, and Dumbledore does scare... Send small children to do big scary things. See, it's like the same, right?
0: So what's your favorite way to read? I know what your favorite way to read is. In bed. In bed. On my Kindle. <laughs> On your Kindle with a oh. light face straight up my eyes.
1: <laughs> I love when I get into bed every night. I, this is like the same thing. And now that I have a heated blanket, it's it's like the same thing every day. I like get into my bed. and I'm like, oh, Joel, why do I ever get out of bed? And then I get in bed and I read for like an hour and a half each night. And it's like, it's. It is just a very happy decompressed time for me. How about you?
0: I don't know. Just wherever, whenever.
1: Wherever, whatever. Yeah,
0: I've never had a like favorite place to read. Like growing up, it was you just read wherever. I don't know. Wow, insightful. I like to read in books, I guess.
1: Today we are talking about the Bible. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess. And um, I have some like core big principles that we're going to learn or learn. You may, this may not be learning for you, but it actually it's good, even if you know everything that I'm about to tell you, to process it and kind of just make sure that you have your ducks in a row about what the Bible is for yeah. and, and what the Bible is made of.
0: I think a lot of it's stuff people will say, oh, yeah, I knew that. But it's good to remind yourself that, you know, the the different ways the Bible was written, the different parts of the Bible how they're different, you know, those kind of things. So we don't treat the whole thing as one giant just cement block that's impenetrable.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I like it. The first thing that we're going to go over is the idea that the Bible is not just a book. The Bible is a library. This is something I came across in my research of how to explain this to the kids. And I had heard lots of people explain Like, oh, there's all these different genres in the Bible. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But when somebody said, no, 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 just stop thinking of it as a book. Yes, we put it all in the same book, but don't think of it as a book. Think of it as a library. And I was like, oh, cool. I can do that. And then it's like, then when they say books of the Bible, I just picture
0: literal books,
1: like a literal book in a library. (laughs) I know this is stupid. And actually, no. I've now now that I'm saying this out loud, I have regularly seen it depicted as a library with actual books to help you think this through in the sections that I'm about to give you. Um somebody else has already, I'm sorry. Thousands of people have already gone down this road, but in case you haven't gone down that road, think of it not as a book, as a library.
0: Yeah, I've never thought of it like that, honestly.
1: That makes yeah. Me feel a little no, better. I've never
0: thought of it. I've always thought of it as chapters, but they're not chapters of the Bible; they're books of the Bible.
1: And so, when I do this for the kids, I'm going to have two boxes, and that's going to be my library. Because the first thing I want them to know is that the Bible is split into the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, and I would, what I really want the kids to be able to get and internalize is the New Testament is basically starts at Christmas and goes to the end of the Bible, and that everything in the Old Testament is what happened before Jesus was born and came to earth. So if if you don't have that down in your brain, that's what that split is. That's where that comes in, that Old Testament, New Testament. Imagine now that I'm doing the lesson for the kids in the box with the Old Testament. I'm going to have a legal book, assuming I can find one. I might have to borrow one from you.
0: <laughs> I think we can find one.
1: Um, a history book because there is law in there, there is history in there, poems, there's poetry in the Old Testament and prophecy. Not like a crystal ball, but it's basically the prophecies from God through prophets recorded. I learned as many things in the Bible that like even though a lot of the things are attributed to single prophets that it wasn't like a single prophet. In fact, I think it's Isaiah where it's like once you get to chapter 49 they think it's Isaiah and everything before that was not or vice versa. But it's the the prophecies that God gave to the prophets. There were a lot of prophets at that time um, recorded for our benefit. In the New Testament, we have the good news of what God did to save us um, through the story of the gospel, which is the first four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. The rest of it is, I'm trying to think of this is right, all letters from then on out. Is Revelation yeah. written in a, re- a letter too? Mm-hmm. From different authors, a lot of them from Paul, kind of starting the baseline of theology. Well, a- you have Acts first. Acts is not a letter. Um, Acts is basically the story of the start of the church. So, but it's like a lot of letters and and apparently just a tiny bit of storytelling in there. That is the format of the Bible. If you need to find something in the Bible, you would get the book, the chapter, and the verse. So if I said, uh, find Romans 10 9. Um, You'd have to find Romans, which happens to be in the New Testament. Um, Almost all Bibles in the front have a table of contents to help you find the books. Very
0: conveniently, they're all named after who they were written to. Romans was written to the the Romans. Romans. (laughs) Corinthians (laughs) written to the Corinthians. It's all very, very convenient.
1: Well, you all say that. But then when you get to something like Ephesians, was written to the Ephesians, but then you have to figure out what the name of the actual city was, which is not Ephesian. What is it? Ephesians? Ephesus? Mm-hmm. Ephesus. yeah, I've never been there. <laughs> anyway, so you look, you get you find Romans. um you know it's in the New Testament, you find Romans, and then for the chapter, you find, I call the big number for the kids, and for the verse, so that with a big number, and this one would be ten, and the verse would be nine, um, which is the little number. Once you open a Bible, that's all very self-explanatory, but if you are somebody who is listening who has not opened a Bible or has not opened a Bible in decades, that is how that works.
0: Important to remember the verses and page numbers were not there in the original. That's just something most people don't even yeah, think about.
1: Kn- <laughs> like,
0: they weren't there. Paul
1: wasn't like, 10. Paul wasn't like Paul. <laughs> Romans letter 10. to the Romans, <laughs>
0: yeah. chapter one, verse one.
1: That seems very obvious, but it is not obvious. It's one of
0: those things that people don't. You don't well, not even people don't. You don't. No one thinks about Roman, because...
1: He wasn't like, Roman 6, this one's a doozy, guys. Pay attention. I, just, I went to um a Priscilla Scherer event a few months ago. She's like this... I don't know what to describe her except for like a super preacher that goes around and like just inspires people to follow Jesus. She was talking about the word behold. um, And it was like, this is basically like, Pay attention now. <laughs> and so anyway, look for the beholds because they might be helping you out too. Okay, so the first one is that the book—it's the Bible is not just a book. The Bible is a library. And uh, the second big point is the Bible is not just a book. The Bible is the Word of God. Who wrote the Bible?
0: We don't really know.
1: But like lots of people. Like we do know Luke wrote Acts.
0: He also probably wrote Luke,
1: yeah, you say we that. don't know, but I'm pretty sure that Mark didn't write Mark. They think Mark was written by John. no, um, it's like interestingly,
0: what... didn't write no, I don't know
1: it, anyway, so it, well, we don't sure know them, in yeah. terms of who like wrote it down. Um but when we say that the Bible is the Word of God, what we mean is that the words and ideas from the Bible came from God. Um, who is the person in the Bible that inspires us in this way? The Holy Spirit. See previous episode for more on him. Do we refer to the Holy Spirit in a masculine? I mean Yeah, we call all God him,
0: which is weird, but I can
1: feel like Holy Spirit, but I guess if it's anyway. Just don't use pronouns, just call God God. So one of the problems with the Bible, not the problems, one of the challenges of the word of God is that it was written. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in primarily Greek, which is why Mostly. I think why they they yeah. have like, uh, if you're getting your, um, what is that big word? If you're going to seminary, you take Greek and Hebrew, but it's been translated into over 700 languages. And in English alone, it's been translated into over 450 different versions. We're always studying. It's such like a bizarre thing because I think we're getting better at translating because our studying of the languages and their meanings and the cultural cultural stuff around it is getting honed but at the same time we're getting further away from the reality of those cultures that it was written in Um. so I would like is the current ESV better than like the Bible that Martin Luther used or like probably okay <laughs>
0: We have well, we've old. We found older versions of the letters, you know, more closer to the original, because we don't have the original letters. We have copies that were made of the original letters, and we found older copies, and they they it's gotten better.
1: So the next thing that I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say with a big caveat that now I have not had my chance to talk with my um, theologian, like. Back checker before doing this, but this one makes me particularly nervous because I feel a little shaky on this. And I'm sure that our pastors, uh, Drew and Dave, will uh, call, call, call me out if I get this wrong. Um, but here are three things <laughs> that you should know about the Bible. <laughs> the Bible is inerrant, which my easy way of saying that is going to be, it contains exactly what God meant it to contain. The Bible is infallible, which does not mean the like normal version of infallible, but I mean that God made no mistakes in deciding what to include. Um, The difference between those being like God meant all of the things, like the things that are in there um, are the correct things that we should know. And that's the infallibility. The things that the inerrancy is that people didn't make a mistake in the translation which i have here's why i have a hard time with that one and i'm not sure if this is inerrancy or infallibility or just the idea of it in general but um if we have 450 english translations and some of them are could possibly be could stand alongside each other and some of them in important parts are in great conflict with one another how can the bible
0: god is perfect people are not
1: yes ding ding it's... ding <laughs> but that's the thing is
0: it is God inspired and God, the the spirit breathed and the people who wrote the Bible were clearly in touch with the spirit. They were clearly in touch with God, but God was still translating through them.
1: Yeah. It's
0: a little bit like when you send your kid into the other room, say, Hey, go tell mom, you know, go mom tell said mom, you
1: had to give me a cookie right now. Yeah.
0: Go tell mom <laughs> that I need this. And then, you know, go tell mom, I need the scissors. And they, come back and it's like why do you need a cup of water and it's like what just happened because the information we're getting is it's the truth the bible is truth the bible is inerrant. but i, I even I, reading the literal word of god even reading the ten commandments that he himself chiseled down we're, we're still gonna mess it up
1: well we still got hundreds of translations of it
0: yeah and it just
1: (laughs) thousands probably when we go from because uh, we
0: yeah we hit Babel and we just we can't we haven't done anything really right since the apple (laughs) and it's it doesn't change the truth of the bible it doesn't change the facts of the bible but it is important to remember that god is perfect and we are not
1: And I I think that that, that's the thing is that we do not read the Bible cold. We read the Bible with the Spirit um, with us and that we're seeing the words um, through what the Spirit can do with the words. And I think the reason we bring up, and I think it is inerrancy, is just the idea that we all have to be kind of on the same page. (laughs) No pun intended. That's what
0: the chapters and verses are for.
1: (laughs) So it's, it's, um, if we don't accept that at one point it was right, um, even if we've mistranslated it, then it's just kind of a mess. And so I, I struggle with that one. I don't, it's not that I, I believe that there are issues in like the initial translation from God to people, um, but there are so many issues in the translation from people to other people that it's just careful that we evaluate, keep, continue to evaluate what the Bible says. The third point today is that the Bible is not just a book. The Bible is a revelation. And this is my favorite thing that I learned in preparing for the kids curriculum. The Bible reveals two things, the law and the gospel. And here is how I'm teaching it to the kids. Um, If you know the story of the prodigal son, Well, if you don't know the story of the prodigal son, I'm starting almost at the end. And the story goes that a man was coming down um, a hill. And he was returning home after being away and his dad saw him coming and he ran to him in the uh, and met him halfway and hugged him and said, we're so glad you're home, son. And he gave him a big hug. and He said, we're going to have a huge party to celebrate the fact that you're home, which is like a cool story. And you're like, oh, gosh, that mm-hmm. dad really loves that kid. Um, but what you need is the first half of that story, which is the fact that that son was a second son that he did not do what he was asked to by his dad that he asked for half the money that he ran away with half the money and he blew it all on on stuff that pretty soon he was feeding the pigs as his only job and stealing the food from the pigs to survive and then after all of these things terrible things that he had done to his older brother and his dad finally decides you know what I'm gonna go home at least I can be a servant for my dad even if I can't be a son anymore And then when he goes home, his dad meets him halfway and embraces him at his son and said, we're so glad you're home. Let's have a party. The difference between those two stories is that the first story, you get the good behavior of the dad and you think, gosh, that dad really loves his son. But without the first part of the story where the son is doing everything that he's not supposed to do, you don't realize how good the love of the father is. It's like you can't understand how loving that dad is until you see how bad that kid is. Ooh! And when you look is, at...
0: Are we the prodigal son? <laughs> humanity is the prodigal son prodigal, in the Bible?
1: Yes. So the reason we have the law, the reason people are like, well, that Bible, that book tries to tell me what to do. The reason we have it is so that we can be convicted of our sin and know how far we have gone from God. And then when the father accepts us into accepts us into his arms anyway... We know how big the love is and how good the good news is. Without the first half of the story, without the standard that we should be meeting, without the rules and the, the laws and the, and the Ten Commandments and all of that end of God and, and, and the example of Jesus, we can't understand what it means to be embraced by God. So overall, the Bible is a library, not just a book. The Bible is the word of God, not just a book. And the Bible is a revelation, not just a book. Um,
0: so you're saying it's not a book.
1: <laughs> but it is a book.
0: It's the book, technically.
1: Well, Let me ask you this. What translation of the Bible did you have like in your pews as a kid? Ooh. NIV? That makes sense. That would make sense, I think. Um, so my... Personal life hero is an ESV person and we have ESVs in our pews now. And so if you're wondering when you go to there, there's no there's no um religious bookstores anymore. But if you would like to buy yourself a Bible and you're wondering is one of them good? I mean one of them not, generally NIVs are good. And according to my personal life hero, Sandy Long, ESVs are best. So I have ESVs because a person I trusted told me to get an ESV.
0: That being said, read the Bible any version; it's fine.
1: Yeah, though I will say, if you're so some some people are big advocates of the King James, and I'm not gonna, I'm not which gonna
0: version of the King James.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. There's a new. Regardless of the theology contained in the King James, which I'm not gonna bag on one way or the other, it is very, very hard to read. If you are like really a story person and like to hear things in a very informal way the message is a very fun one especially to read alongside a more traditional bible it is a it's more of a storytelling bible than a word-for-word translation but it is very good and um when i'm having trouble understanding what's happening i just look up the message translation so that i get the sense of what's going on
0: so now you know all about the bible and you guys can all go read it for yourself like Levar burton said we think it's the good book but you don't have to take my word for it. Oh, man. Reading Rainbow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I show. know. I, I know.
0: Now it's time to get to our favorite part of the show.
1: So that came up. So Dane's kindergarten teachers at the beginning of the year um, said that they didn't want the kids watching TV any using any screens during the school week. They said that during school week, it, the kids' minds belonged to them and that they weren't supposed to, you know, watch TV or, or have iPads or anything like that, which we aren't big, like, iPad or phone people anyway, so that was no big deal. Um, but it did mean that we were like, okay, no TV during the week, which actually has been the best thing ever, in my opinion. Um, but we did, and they said, you can blame it on us. You can say that it is our rule. And so I told Dane, I'm not going to, I probably have mentioned her name, but Dane's teacher, I said, oh, this is um, Miss So-and-so's rule. We can't watch TV during the week. And he's like, okay. And Dane is a rule follower. Mm -hmm. So if that is the rule, he will follow it. And um, including when we go to the library and they have the like computers and like he has to sit there, I mean, has to, he like picks out books and like, refuses to look at the screens in the library because he knows it's against the rules for him to look at the screens on the computers of the library and so the other day i was picking him up on a wednesday and he goes mom um i'm gonna say a for the an- 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 anonymity of the kid uh he says a said that she can't wait to go home and watch tv today but it's not piano today and uh,
0: piano is on fridays and it
1: wasn't bold friday today and i was like was so busted because like he thinks it's a real rule that everyone's following that nobody follows. And I said, Oh, she must have her days wrong, D.
0: Must have those days mixed up. Anyway. Someday he's gonna realize that not everyone else follows rules all the time.
1: Him, Hopefully and, not. him and his mommy do. And on that note, Joel, will you pray us out?
0: Dear God, please help us interact with your word. Please help put it in our hands, put it in the hands of people who need it. Help us understand it. Help us have it apply, feel it, have it apply to our lives and be a part of our lives. In Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at ChristInTheChaos, or you can email us at ChristInTheChaosPod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.